500 vehicles to sell, 500 ways to save. One month only at Bill Penny Mitsubishi during Memorial Month. Now through May 31st, we will accept your credit application. A $200 down payment and a $350 a week paycheck can get you a new Mitsubishi. Don't forget, every new vehicle comes with our 10-year unlimited warranty. You can win 5000 with our 5K test drive giveaway. Visit BillPennyMitsubishi.com. To qualify buyers on a credit, warranty valid through 10-year ownership on new vehicles only. One entry per household per month. Must be 21 with valid driver's license and insurance. See dealer for details. Shut up and sit down. If you're not in the chat room and you want to be, do a quick refresh, and I won't say anything super important while you do that. Um, tonight, I am going to uh, kind of turn the reins over a little bit to Lady Holder because she has a super special, awesome announcement to make, and I'm really super proud of her. So I'm going to put her on, and we're going to chat, and you guys are uh, welcome to call in or to put uh, questions to her. Um, in the chat room, you just double-click on her name, and then you can um, ask her a question directly. Don't ask her a, chat, a, a question in the chat room because she might miss it. So if you have a question for Lady Holder this evening, double-click on her name in the chat room or give us a call in, and I'll try to get to you if I can. Okay. And Kaz, I see you. I see you. And I'm going to – Kaz, I'm going to put you up in a few minutes because – I think you'll want to ask some questions, too. And I know you're not in the chat room, so you can't ask that way. But um, I do see you, and I'll be sure to click on you so you can ask a question. And uh, Lady Holder, how are Hello. you doing this evening? <laughs> I'm doing okay. How, are you? how about you? I am fantastic. I'm a little scatterbrained. I got a little bit of a headache. Um, but it's much ah, better than it has been. Yeah, it's much That's better, good. though. That is very good. It was worse. It, it was terrible earlier in the week. Earlier in the week, I could stand up abruptly and get nauseous. Oh, God. That's, we'll pass on that yes. one. Thanks. Yes. Yeah. So? So, so the super-duper wonderful, awesome news is um, I had been given homework. Basically, I'd been dared uh, in a put-up or shut-up. And so I decided that, what the hell, I was going to actually, well, put up. And No, you put process, out. <laughs> no, um, I, I caused three people to put out, um, <laughs> to be really brutal about it. Um, and what ended up happening is I wrote my first professional, like really, really professional um, story, and in the put up or shut up portion of the day, um, I put it out and I, I, I said, okay, I'm going to um, actually try for this and see what happens. And in the trying stage, it got accepted. I got, I got my first um, story actually 
you know, sold, and it's going to be coming out in October. The exact date. The term I don't is have. contracted. Okay, I'm mildly freaked out about it, but you know, still, it's there. And so, I am incredibly happy and <laughs> incredibly twitchy about it because, you know, for for the love of God, guys, this is it's it's a little different than the first time you actually put out fan fiction. I mean, I thought I was nervous with that. Mm, not so much. I'm a little nervous now with this. But it, it is it's an incredibly liberating feeling to know that I did it, that um, I was able to actually um, actually do it, to actually, you know, um, put forth the effort to get there. And so uh, the first the time I happy spent... I am is great. Sorry. The, no, it's okay. You just paused. I thought maybe you needed a little more, you know, a little no. initiative. Okay. The, the first time I submitted to be published, I, um, I too did it because I had basically been dared. Um, more, more, more. I had actually been insulted um, um, with the with the with the implication that if I hadn't published already, I probably wasn't good enough to be published. And I took that as a big fuck you, and um, I submitted, and um, mm-hmm. I had no expectations of being published. This is the first thing I'd ever submitted ever in my life. Um, Unless you count that poetry when I was in high school, and I don't. Um, yeah. And I got a little ebook contract, and I was like, "Well, that's fascinating." Didn't see mm-hmm. that coming, and um, it was great, and I had a fantastic experience, and um, I highly recommend it because it's a very satisfying process to go through, and um, there's lots of great companies out there. Um, I won't make any recommendations because. Uh, <laughs> It's just not. I just won't. But um, yeah. Unless you know, ask me personally. You know, I'm I'm I might in that sense, but I'm not like this over the radio. I uh, but yeah. So so hitting send was like a. Bah. Oh my God! Does that ever? I mean, I, I sat there and I was. Um, I got to the point where I had everything filled out for this. And it was very late at night, and the 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 glass of wine was very empty, and I hit send. <laughs> and so when I hit send, I sat there and I basically clapped my hands over my mouth and screamed, and then went to bed and freaked out. But you know, it's a good time. Um, well, civil, talk, civil talk about your writing like, process. It was a lot harder because you have to do everything from scratch and. The thing is, is I I ended up um, <laughs> I ended up relating it back to a fandom because that was how I felt comfortable. I knew it wasn't the fandom that I was writing, um, you know, around, if you will, I was using it as my my idea generator. But it was that was the way I was comfortable writing and have been comfortable writing. Um, mm-hmm. Simple as electronic print or both electronic. It's going to be an ebook, okay? And um, 
I actually went out and as soon as I got the notification that I was I was contracted, I made up a WordPress for it and it's been sitting empty for months. And I got my art. And so um, I've got the page set up. Should I put it up in chat? Yeah, show them your beautiful art. Now, I did do I did do beta work on this story, <laughs> and we discussed it last week. How she didn't want uh-huh. to, um, you know, open it and, and she drank a whole bottle of wine. And uh-huh. uh huh, of course, wine is my crutch of, of of crutches. It's good time, <clears throat> and it worked too. Um, this writing this, getting it all out, getting it coherent. Um, it meant that that cover is so beautiful. God, I'm jealous yeah. of that cover. <laughs> <laughs> I'm jealous of her. The hell with the, the cover. First I'm I saw it, I went, the first time I saw it, you guys, I went, oh, oh my God. <laughs> I'm so jealous. <laughs> I've never had a threesome cover, and it's so beautiful. It's it's so beautiful. And the the, the thing for this is, um, <laughs> you and everybody else, Echo. Um, Echo commented that she wants to be the girl on the cover. So, you know, I'm, I'm with her. The boys are pretty. Um, the thing about doing this and getting through the process from beginning to end, all the little shortcuts that we use in fandom where you, you comment, you know, with, with Stargate Atlantis and you comment about the quality of light on Atlantis and you don't have to actually get into it because everybody knows the, um, you know, the look in John's eye when he does something. Everybody knows. It's, it's all those shortcuts that we actually, um, we have and we don't realize all that they're there. I didn't have that anymore. I had to um, whole cloth it all. I had to make it up. And I also, frankly, had to make up the background because I didn't have a world I could rely on. I had to make up a situation. Again, I didn't have a situation I could rely on. Characters that are secondary and and triatory characters that – you know, we, we all know that Stackhouse and, and Markham are two guys who are in the original expedition, and if you're actually paying attention to canon, one of them dies, and the rest of us, they both live because we're just fix-it people. But we didn't, I didn't have that, and so I had to come up with all of it. And the, the level of nervousness about it was very high, and I'm used to feedback very quickly, I put something out, and lo and behold, there's feedback. <laughs> been sitting on this for four months, five months actually. And all she has is me. <laughs> yes. All but I have is in you. my defense, I threw out some serious feedback. You did. Serious. My, my, my um, the document that I got back that had all of the um all of the, the 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 do this here do that there there was a lot of stuff in there and um it was completely if i hadn't had the um 
experience with doing, um, if I hadn't had the experience of doing the, the, the whole infic portion of it, I would probably freak out more. Okay. Because, <laughs> well, being, being honest about it, um, it's, it's a very big thing to know that this particular portion of me is now doing something that I never expected when I started writing. Um, how long did the process, uh, uh, which Ann asks, how long did the process take you from inception to clicking send? By the way, you said inception, I was thinking movie. Um, from, from put up or shut up until send was two and a half months? Um, yeah, but it's, but it's a novella. It's like what, 25? Uh, it's 21,000 words. 21,000 words. It's just a novella. So, but that's not actually mm-hmm. bad for professional effort no. in an original work um, to put two months into 21K because that's from start to finish. That was your mm-hmm. research, your writing, my beta. I'm going to open up my beta. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I'm opening this up as well. Um, I just want to see how see. many. I just want to see how many uh, comments, comments you I had at on the it. bottom. Oh, well, um, seventy-one comments and an unholy number of editing uh, or grammar and and stuff notations. Uh, five hundred and five revisions, mm-hmm. and that's including the comments. So seventy-one comments um, amongst five hundred and five revisions. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. And the final document, um, barring some odds and ends of words for the, the well, let's see, how much is that? Is twenty-one thousand three hundred and thirty, three hundred and four words, thereabouts. And so it's, um, I got to the end of it. I got to the logical um, stopping point, and I finished it, and then I realized that I had written myself into a series. And so the second one <laughs> uh, is already started, and it's, it's in my um, – it's actually in various – files now that are being opened up in my my system and so you know um it's fun um and i'm going to keep doing it until you know i can't do it anymore and we'll see how that goes um so as Chris King comments, I have a verse to continue. Yes, Chris. And by the way, you will be very happy to know that one of the major uh, comments that Kira had the first time she read it, because it, it was about 5,000 words shorter at that point, was you need to have sex in the first chapter. I went, why? And she goes, well, one of the things that tends to happen with with, with um Ebooks is most most of them go to Amazon because that's platform for um, well, frankly, for books among other things. And so 
they typically put up a good portion of the first chapter as the, the oh-so-lovely hook. And the hotter the sex at the beginning of it, the more people are hooked on it and want to read the rest of it. And to be honest, I went, okay. And I broke it out and I wrote really hot smoking sex. And I got, and I got she told did. that... I got told yeah. that my my hot smoking sex is really hot smoking sex, and it was filthy. It was filthy, <laughs> you guys. It's, it's so a, filthy. It's supposed to be. It's supposed the to be. The book is a male male female menage. Uh-huh. So there's there's gay sex and there's het sex there's and sex. there's threesome sex and there's there's just all kinds of sex in this book. There's hot hot sex sex. Yes. And then there's also a plot. It's amazing that she got so much plot into a book with, with so much sex in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and some smoldering going on there. And can't forget there's the some smoldering. smoldering. And brooding. Yes. There's some brooding. But mostly there's oh, yes. just sex. <laughs> and there's some romance and sex. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> and and the, the, I, frankly, the last, um, the last sex scene is I basically started counting limbs. If I've got this limb real, here, right? I've got that limb there, and I've got that going in there, I need to have this. You know what? It was it, my my life was so hard. I had to go watch through some porn to figure out what the hell was I doing with this. It worked out. <laughs> but the things you got to do, things, guys. Yes, I know. It's my the life sacrifices is so hard you have to today. make. That was so week hard. Was such a, Yes. Now imagine me with one hand against my my forehead tilted back, going, "Oh whoa, um, oh yeah, a good time." <laughs> so the the other thing about it is, um, I ended up reading some some of the other um, some of the other books in the, in this genre, and then I found out exactly why I was considered filthy because. Um, I'm, I, I'm a fanfic author. I don't copy and repeat my own sex scenes. I don't think I've ever copied and repeated my own sex scene, no matter how lazy I feel. Um, and so I, I had a distinct feeling with one set of books that they, that's, that's what they did, you know, adjusting slightly so they're in a slightly different um, position, but it wasn't very... Well, let's put it this way. The sex was boring. The story was okay. The sex was boring. And in this case, um, the, the story's fun and the sex is fun, and I was bound and determined that it was going to be three different things with the, with the sex, so I had a good time. Um, and no, uh, Rowan, I did not go out and get some G.I. Joe dolls and a Barbie to figure out my position, although that's a hell of an idea, and I may just use it one of these days. For real, right? So, Yes, and yes, Chris. The the sex was boring. I mean, that's 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 pretty much you know. I can't. I mean, how the hell can you write a romance novel with sex and have it be boring? I don't. Ex- I don't understand that. You know, um, I don't think I will ever understand that. So, you know, at this point, I'm I'm very happy that um, I don't have that particular. Uh, I don't have that particular um, label attached to this. Um, now, I will say honestly that 
my, my younger sister um, was reading over my shoulder one day, and I basically got a, a very sharp chin hooked into my shoulder and told that she will be reading this. And my reaction to it was sheer abject horror because she's an adult. I know she's an adult. But I will but. always see her as the little kid who would pick up my romance novels and look at it and go, ew, boy kisses. <laughs> I don't care if she's yeah, right. Knees. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. Um, did I scandalize my family? No. Actually, my family's doing their damnedest to scandalize me, Tamara. Um, That's always been true. Yeah. (laughs) I've been exposed to that story. Yes. My parents know about this. They've seen the cover. Um, My mom is incredibly happy with it. Um, And I am very – if she buys it, I don't want to know. All right. Um, <laughs> but they keep they keep commenting. You really need to print it out so we can send this over to your grandmother. My grandmother's no. grandmother is a hundred and two. All right. She's she's a hundred and two. You use the word cock way too much in that book for your name to read it. <laughs> okay. There's too much cock right. in this book. Oh my for god. Nana. My gra- uh, yes, my grandmother is 102, and she has dementia, and I don't particularly need to find out what circuits will actually be completed if she reads a really, really porny story written by her granddaughter. Well, maybe she won't remember it, so that works out. I'm yes, the problem is, that she, is she, doesn't re- all right, she doesn't remember the TV show if she blinks. That's good, because right. even if for some reason your parents were to, you know, to slip her a copy, she won't remember it later. And if she does, she probably won't remember that you wrote it. Yeah, there's that. But the problem is that she lives with my aunt, who will remember. Mm. You know, that's a good time. True. Yeah. True, true. Yeah. Um, oh, true story. My agent once asked me about writing um, – she knows about the fan fiction. She pretends that she doesn't because um, she, she does actually consider it a waste of my time um, because she'd much prefer that I write things that she could sell. And I, I can't blame her. That's her job. Um, and she asked me, well, why don't you write me a gay romance <laughs> novel and I'll try to sell it. I said, I'm too dirty for that market when it comes yes. to gay romance. And she's like, I don't understand. I said, do you know how filthy my head is? And she said, yeah, I'm aware how filthy your head is. I've got two editors in New York who won't open your stuff because it's so filthy. I said, I'm aware. <laughs> I'm aware of those Puritans. And she started laughing. I said, uh-huh. my gay porn is actually <laughs> dirtier. And she went, no. <laughs> I said, okay, I'll prove it to you. So I sent her... <laughs> I'm sorry. A I'm lovely laughing. agony. I sent her a lovely <laughs> agony. Oh my God! Okay. And so I sent it to her around nine o'clock in the morning, and she calls uh-huh. me three hours later. She calls me uh-huh. and she's like, "Oh my God, that was so hot! I can't believe you wasted that on fan fiction." And you're right. You are way too filthy <laughs> for that market. <laughs> okay. That's what I thought. I just want to make sure we were mm-hmm. on the same page. 
Yeah, I'm too filthy for that. It's a yeah. And that's just the way um, it is. Here's a um, thing, mentioning of aging. I don't have one. All right. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm not eventually going to get one if this continues and I do well at it. And so being able to um, – I read through the, the contract I got, and thankfully the, the house that I'm being published with is apparently a firm believer in actual English for their contracts. So I, it was very easy for me to read. But if you go the route of going professional and you – agents are a good thing, okay? Um, for the most part, they're your saving grace. They're the thing that keeps you from being cheated. Especially and, when it comes to big print houses in New York. Online yeah. independent publishers, they usually have a boilerplate contract. They're all basically the same. You just got to pay attention to um, the rights clause, how long they're going to have mm-hmm. the rights. And, and, and how you get your rights back. Um, they don't try to claim, most of them don't try to claim rights to future projects. They don't have a um, clause for um, a buyback if you want your book. Mm-hmm. Now, if you encounter a publisher who wants money from you or builds in a clause Russia. into their contract that you have to pay them to get your rights back, Mm-hmm. Leave fire on the ground as you run away. Mm-hmm. It that's is that is not a good situation to be in. Yeah, it, it's it's a case of if if it seems too good to be true, it is too good to be true. Okay, um, for for me with this book, um, I knew what I was getting into. Okay, Um, I knew pretty much uh, from the start who I was going to end up um, submitting to because, you know, uh, research who you're interested in. If you know, um, find out what the subscription guidelines are. Find out what they're looking for. Hell, don't peruse their back list to find out, you know, what is selling. Um, and what is selling well or what they're, they're expecting in the future because obviously I got my, my – I got this done – I submitted in June because I'm looking at my timeline here. And um, the – Uh, everything was the the I've been actually I've been actually writing this. Um, I finished off right before April, the April rough trade, I think. So this was was definitely yeah, a so. case of things going through. Yeah, right before and um, yeah, and so You're I trying submitted to get it right so before both camp. Participate. Yes. Yeah. And and not sit there and freak out the entire time, which you know, yeah. Um, but. I found out, you know, I didn't start writing something cold, okay? I had a very definite idea of what I was going for, and I'll admit it, I pantsed it. Um, So 
you know, this next one, there's an actual plan to it, somewhat. And so I know where I'm going with it, all right? Um, the other part about this is it's making, um, finding names. Ye gods in heaven, come on. I mean, how about that one for, for the, the thing I didn't realize I was going to need to do because, you know, um, I had a name for everybody. What the hell are these people's names? You know, what do they no, look like? right? That's I, when I name generators up, are really awesome. I didn't. I highly recommend. I, I highly recommend. I, I I actually should go for the name generator for the second one, but I had to name these people. I had to go figure out what they looked like, you know. And I ended up with IMDb. Gotta love it. I ended up with with actors and actresses, and um, I had them as this is who this is. Okay, I like that face. Now, I will admit, um, the cover and my mental thing didn't match, but I don't care because the cover is the artist's interpretation of what I wrote. All right? I didn't say that this character looks like this person because that's just a really cheap-ass way of getting around the whole describing somebody. It doesn't work. All right? And also, it doesn't um, actually work in commercial fiction because it can get you in trouble. Any any editor worth their salt will um, remove such references from your work. So there's no point oh, in yeah. it. And I don't think I have any in mind. I, I was very good, although I did stare at the, the pictures I chose and, and you know, did a very this-is-what-they-look-like type thing. But you know, it, it's a definite case of, you know, I can describe somebody and you can come up with, you know, a half dozen names of people who look like my description, and if you pull up their pictures, all those people look like my description. They're all very different people. You know, so one thing I yeah, go, I'm going into cover art. Uh, my first cover art experience were really awesome. When I went into print, I lost all input on my print covers. I have never uh, been asked. In fact, my last print cover, my heroine is African American. Um, in the book, but on the cover, she's white. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, and I had no say. And I told the publisher, oh. I, I, I called my editor, and I'm like, dude, you do realize that my heroine in that book is African-American, right? <laughs> oh, oh, no. I said, because I said it explicitly, actually, in the book. You read it, right? Well, of course no. I read it. Well, okay. Uh-huh. And I haven't submitted to that company again, and my agent, um, it's not as bad as the cover. I actually have a cover where I had a hero um, who was African-American, and my heroine was white. Um, and um, my the publisher in question, instead of finding a black model, took a white model oh, wow. and made him look black. Yes, I'm not kidding. Oh, no. That's like blackface on my cover, right? And I flipped my shit. Because I had seen this guy before, so I knew he was white. And so Uh I called the editor and I said, this is not going to happen. This is going Uh to be fixed. I will deal with a lot of shit, 
but you're not going uh-huh. to put blackface on my fucking cover. And she said, what do you mean? I said, the, he, the, this, this model, he's white. She said, well, he looks black. I said, that's because the artist colored him. I said, do you have any idea how fucking offensive that is? And she said, you're right. That is absolutely offensive. I had no idea. I said, I really hope not. I really uh-huh. hope you had no idea. Because this has got to be fixed. And it was. It was fixed. She fixed mm-hmm. it. But it was infuriating. Oh, it was so infuriating. But when yeah. you're in print, you don't get any say whatsoever at all. I I actually know a number of authors. Um, and oh, well, I think Nora Roberts gets a say, but we're not Nora Roberts. <laughs> no, not a, not a hope of my Nora Roberts. Um, although I may just, I, I will admit, I think I was aiming for sex as sexy as Nora Roberts, and I was hoping I made it. But, you know, whatever. Um, the authors I know are all science fiction authors. And the extent that they have control over their covers is pretty much nil. Um, I mean, they, they don't really have any. They can, from what I've been told, they can put in the, um, I'd like to see this, I'd like to see that, this is what's going on. Um, if you look at, at you know, this idea, this is where I came up with it. And when I went through the process of filling out my, um, my contract, there was a very detailed area, because I had no idea uh, what they had to do to get to their covers that they were very happy with. But the, the process of, you know, this is, this is the description for, you know, um, my male lead, uh, number one, my male lead, number two, my female lead. And so I actually had to go into the book to, to find the descriptions I used. And um, I don't, I wasn't confident with the idea of putting, well, Male lead number one looks like actors named Blah, and male male lead number oh, two looks this. like. I do that all the time. Something. Oh, you yeah, do? I do that all the time. Oh yeah, I told the publisher oh, once. I was like, look, just picture, because um, I put on my cover art form. I know I can't actually have Orlando Bloom, but my hero looks a lot like him. So if you could get as close as possible, that'd be fantastic. And she did. She got super close. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> All right. Hey, there's a shot in the armor confidence. I now Put know what I'm doing when I Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, oh, this, this, the thing is is you can ask for it, but mm-hmm. you can't be disappointed when you don't get it because they can't actually give you Orlando Bloom. And even I, if they get close, them. it's awesome. But if they don't mm-hmm. get close, it's not their fault because they do have limits on what they can use and most mm-hmm. independent publishers use um Royalty-free stock photos, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. So you get what you get. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you get really lucky, and she and and lucky. I got lucky. very lucky. <laughs> I got very, I got very lucky. Um, and you know the the whole process of, you know, it, that's what that's what led to the worst part of the whole, um, you know, biting my lower lip, drinking my wine. Um, putting everything together because you know it, it's that, and I also I suck at summaries. All right, there there's absolutely reasons why 
Um, I love fanfic because it makes summary so much easier because you already have situations all built in and you can use it. You know, harken back to episode such and such. This is a AU off of that and you don't have to explain. You have to explain when you're doing it for, you know, the other stuff. And you have to figure it out and make it actually sound interesting. You know, would this catch my own attention? Um, ooh, ooh. I have a comment about Orlando Ooh. Bloom. Yeah, it's a fact. Did he or did he not get like 15 times more attractive when you found out he tried to punch Justin Bieber in the face? He was already hot as burning before. The, the fact now that he, like the, you know, he's like the fucking the sun now. It's amazing. Yes. And he got like 10 yes. times hotter. It was like, oh, oh, he's Ooh. hot. Oh, my God, he's oh hot. My God. <laughs> yes. And and it's not just the 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 hot spelled H A W T, you know. Is, you know. This is H A W. Yeah, you're absolutely right. <laughs> <laughs> let me find. Let me go stand in the nice ice box, you know, with the picture of Orlando Bloom. I'm set for life. I'm warm as as I can be. Yes, that man was definitely Justin worth it. Justin Bieber is dating or trying to date Orlando Bloom's ex-wife. And he got oh. um, in Orlando Bloom's face and caught an attitude, and Orlando Bloom tried to hit him, and uh, Justin Bieber's bodyguards had to get him out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, and given that, given that Orlando was playing around with, with the guys down in New, in New Zealand, you know, it's probably a really good thing for, for – uh, Bieber and his bodyguards that they hustled them out and left because, yeah. Because he might have had some serious physical training for that, right? With the, with the yeah. swords and he has yeah, and the bow and and strength training and and let's go running all over you know creation. Yeah, I really would have enjoyed you know, just, seeing him actually hit him. If he had nice. hit him, um, he would have become the sexiest man alive. <laughs> Bar none, but put him on Time Magazine, on the cover of GQ. <laughs> He'd been everywhere yes. this year. Yes. He'd be on Sexiest People. Man alive. Yep, Sexiest Man Alive for the greatest fist punch in, in you know, the Western uh, world. <laughs> I'd have taken it. Oh, um, let's see. It's just terrible. It's just terrible. And the thing is, is yeah. the kid's not untalented. I mean, from a... Particularly from a voice perspective, he's got a nice voice. He's just yes, a fucking but the asshole. Is his personality a, needs to get coronated. Terrible person. Yeah, he's terrible. Yes. Yeah, he's such a douche. Echo, you're right. You're absolutely yes. right. He's a douche. He's a he's a used douche, guys. Come on, let's be real. <laughs> Gross. Um, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Um, going on to the next bit, I've got an editor now, and um, I've gotten her very recently, within the last couple of days, and so um, I have, I know that when I get to the, the point where um, I, I get the, the manuscript back from her, and I open it up and I start the editing process that it's going to be a case of, you know, um, looking at it and, again, 
it will probably be reaching for the wine and a straw. You know, screw a glass, just a straw. <laughs> just um, a straw in the bottle. <laughs> never said it was or anything. I had to learn yeah. to separate my story from the mm-hmm. publisher's product. Right. And it and is a difference. Now, you, now you got a style guide, right? Most publishers have I got one. A Did style, you get one? I got a style guide. Um, and now, I, print publishers I don't actually it. give you their style guide. It's like a mystery. I've gotten style guides in the past from e-publishers. Um, I have never gotten one from my print publishers. It's like some mysterious document that you're not allowed to see, but you're bound by contract to follow. It, 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 oh, God. It's terrible. Didn't you get one? Didn't you get one where they they said that you had to increase the number of times you used the word cock? Um. Yes. And I've also been told yeah. I can't use cunt. And but that I did what mm-hmm. I wanted. Yeah. Pretty much. Um. The the thing with with the editor is I've got a thicker skin. I think. Um, or I've been told that that it's a thing that I've I've done the fanfic and the the actual beta thing because um, I know what it's like to actually have somebody go, why did you put this here? This makes no sense. Um, and another one that is is this supposed to be English or is this something else? Um, I think you did that one because of the magic pen and the oh so lovely mangles of stuff that I couldn't see because I was reading it so often. You've got a couple of callers. We're going to talk to Kaz oh, first because hey. Kaz has been on a hold longer. Um, mm-hmm. Kaz is at work, so we'll see if she's available to chat with us for a little bit. Hello, ladies. Hello, <laughs> Hello Kaz. How are you? Uh, I'm doing great. I almost have a heart attack because, you know, my Kindle, the battery was dead, and I was like, oh, my God, the cords at home. i jerry-rigged a phone cord to work. Uh, <laughs> you know, otherwise, I would go insane. Uh, first of all, lady holder, congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> I know you're tickled pink and blue and a few other colors in between. <laughs> and minor, minor with a freak out, too, because let's be, let's be honest, this, um, this is putting myself forth a little bit further than I expected when I started writing the first time. But okay, go for it, Kev. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I just mainly wanted to say congratulations. And to let Kira know, I finished Tangled Destinies. And, and yeah, what did you I'm, think? I was kind of disappointed that it didn't. doesn't read Star Trek, you guys. She doesn't read Star Trek. Yeah. I popped her cherry. Yeah, I was kind of dis- I was kind of disappointed that it wasn't going to keep going. Oh, my God. Uh, it will. There will be another arc. Oh, no. Well, I, I know it, but I got to the end of the first uh, arc, and I was like, well, hell, I hate her. Now let me tell you why I ended the arc where I ended it. <laughs> Halfway through writing Tangled Destinies, I realized that I'm too dirty to write them that young and that innocent. So I stopped it where I stopped it, because the next time you see those two, they're going to be grown-ass men. Okay, because there needs to be some sex. There needs to be some sexing, and there was yeah, there's very little sex for me in Tangled Destinies. I think it's age appropriate. I don't know if everybody agrees with me, but I really tried to make I it. Think it's it, fun. it I, I found it age appropriate. I found it age appropriate, and I mean, 
you know, it was just, I, I could distinctly, I can never remember to say his name, uh, Quentin or something, the guy that plays Spock, I could hear his voice bigger in hell. Zachary, <laughs> As I was, Zachary Yeah. That's awesome. And, Thank yeah. you. I appreciate that. I, I mean, he just, his, you just nailed his voice. I mean, it just shone through every word. And that's what really, really hooked me on it to keep reading. That and the fact that um, me and Karen kind of dared each other. You know, I got her <laughs> watching Farscape. And I was like, well, if you watch the last three episodes right now of season uh, of season one, I'll go ahead, I promise I'll finally break down and read uh, Kara's Tangled Destinies. Because <laughs> I think I was... I told you before, I think, uh, that I had issues with it because my dad was a Trekkie. I'm a, I'm a next-generation girl, and but I was, like, Kirk-phobic, you know? I'm next-generation. Well, yeah. The reason I, was, uh, I never well, liked I'm a Kirk series. Oops. It was when I was a kid, um, get home from Sunday school, we had a choice, either Star Trek or the Muppets. I was denied my Muppets because of Star Trek. That's terrible. <laughs> and I, I know my, if my dad was home, he had to watch his Star Trek. But, um, I, I meant the Muppets love... are terrible. <laughs> the Muppets are great. I love Excuse the two me. old bastards on the balcony. Well, hell, I was seven. <laughs> But um, I did love the hell out of the new movies. In fact, I own the second one, you know, with the mm-hmm. reboot. And I love the crap out of that one, man. I've watched it like five times. But, um, yeah, the voices, they rang true. I wanted to boil Kirk's mom in acid slowly. Um, <laughs> I hated her. <laughs> She's hateable. When you write it, like, Kirk's mom. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I put my back into that. Yeah, you did a good job. I admit, when you write somebody that is distasteful, you do a beautiful job of it because you just want to fillet him alive. <laughs> well, you got to bring it. Yeah. But I just want to let you know that you su- successfully popped my cherry, dear. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time. Not yours particularly, but you know, many, many before you. Uh, I think you. Uh, I think you were the one that kind of broke the cherry for the uh, Sentinel stuff too. I'm not positive on that. It was either you or Lady Holder. So. Do you remember? It was I either you or Lady Holder. I. It's hard to remember because I discovered you know the mashups and I was like, holy shit, this is good, and mm-hmm. just sort of reading. Any that I could find, and so you probably it's the probably end up introduce me to other things as well. Like you did the Harry Potter, which we already discussed last week, mm-hmm. and I can't remember the one story. I need to re-listen to the radio show from last week to find that one story you had mentioned. Sherlock? Um, no, it was a Harry Potter, a Harry Draco one, and. Master I don't know. Destiny or something like that? I don't know. <laughs> what? I, I, Break it up for me, I can't, I can't hear. Um, I have several. I have several. I have the Serpent King, um, and then I have the War Mages, the first one's that old black magic. Uh, 
And then I have my dimensional shift story where um, I've written about <clears throat> half the shifts I plan to include. Um, and basically, I think my goal at that point was just to tear my own heart out of my chest. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, where where was that posted? Because... Uh, the dimensional shift one it. is in Minion headquarters. If you click on, mm-hmm. if you go into my works in progress, there's a little group of minions down there. Oh yeah, so okay, that's that, where. You can go into Minion headquarters, that's, and then you can. Yeah. Have, there are several excerpts. Yeah, I, I re- okay. Now I remember because I discovered that little section about three weeks ago, and I mainlined that, and then I forgot where the hell I read it, and I was like, "Fuck, where did that? Where was that?" <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna. I got. I got a couple more callers here, so I'm gonna let you go back to work, Kaz. And thank you for listening. I appreciate it. Oh yeah. Nope. No problem. Hello. Okay. One is okay. Jilly, who is just um, talking. He's just listening, and this okay. is a stranger. We're gonna talk to a stranger. Okay. You're on the air with Kara. Ooh. Hello. Hello. Who who is this? Hmm. Hello. Hello. <laughs> who is this? Hello. Area code four oh seven. Oh, that's me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just uh, bit distracted. I'm doing chores while I'm listening to you. <laughs> Who is this? It happens. Um, on the side, I'm writing to Susan. I have friends who will probably tell me I'm butchering my own name, but that's uh, what I was told to say. Okay. Well, welcome, welcome. And um, what can we do for you today? <laughs> just calling in to listen mostly, and I did want to say congratulations, Lady Holder. Thank I've you. Been in, I've been enjoying your stuff ever since I uh, I actually found your stuff before I found Cures. So, ha! I, <laughs> okay, I think that's a first. Uh, yeah, I followed you to Cures' website. So, um, yeah, I've been uh, enjoying both of those for a very long time. So, congratulations. Well, awesome. I think you deserve you. it. Thank you. That is so cool. And it's a first for me because for the most part, um, a fair number of of the minions found me because of you, Kira. So, um, and I got the, I got my WordPress because you, I think you, you basically dared me to it. And that seems to happen. Yeah, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. You know, I'm an enabler. It's, it's not so much a situation. I don't want people to think I'm a bully. Um, kind of am um i'm an enabler i want people to you know to get the most out of their experience and and to live a just just live big you know so if i see something that you're awesome at and i think you need to put yourself out there i'm going to say it hey put yourself out there you know Mm -hmm. carve yourself out of place because you totally deserve it you know and um I don't. One of the reasons why I'm not on archives is I like my own space. I like having control over my own space and and 
having my own domain and literally and figuratively speaking. And um, I, I just like mm-hmm. having my own space on the Internet. I've just carved this place out for me, and it's a community. And I just kind of want that for everybody. I just want, you know, you to to live your life as big as you can and, and, and go out with a smile. I'm a, lot, I'm a lot happier on WordPress than I was on um, the other sites because when I put something up, it goes up immediately. I don't have to wait six weeks while somebody figures out how to, you know, reverse their cranial rectal inversion. So, I know, you know, right? I hate that. I hate waiting. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm I'm not the greatest at the waiting game anymore. So, um, okay. I really do. Yeah, I, I hate waiting. waiting. I can't help you with that. You and I don't <laughs> live in the same state, so I can't go play secretary. And I look really funny in some of the outfits, but whatever. Um, so, does anybody have any que- any other questions? Do you, I mean, do you have any other questions? Our caller, whose name I kind of missed. I'm sorry. <laughs> You can uh, call me Susan or writing or whatever. I go by just that abbreviation of my screen name possible. Susan works. Okay. Susan works. Okay, okay Susan. So do you have any questions for us? Not directly related to anything that you've been talking about. Well, you That's can go okay. ahead and ask we'll whatever you want. So, well, actually, I've just I've been really enjoying listening to you guys talking about beautiful and dangerous things because that's how I found um, both of you. Actually, I was searching for Sentinel Fix. I uh, <laughs> I was a fan when it first came out. Forgot about it until a friend of mine introduced me to a uh, different fanfic author who wrote a Sentinel crossover, and I kind of went rabid. <laughs> so there's a uh, huh. actually. Yeah, I'm I'm strange no matter how it looks how you look at it. So don't be surprised. <laughs> um, there's there's nothing there's nothing about that. I mean, I I will admit that when it came to doing um, the Sentinel, I read everything I could get my hands on on 852 Prospect. Um, I read stuff that I wouldn't touch with a 10 foot pole today, but I read a lot of stuff, and mm-hmm. I enjoyed a lot of it. Um, and so, you know, the, the reading of it wholesale and enjoying it, I really did. And, um, I'm very glad that 852 got hosted by AO3. Yeah, Um, me too. Yeah, every, I hate that they safe. lost their own space, but I'm very glad that AO, um, AO3 rescued the content. Yes. You know? Yes, I mm-hmm. am too. Um, so that way nothing is, is totally lost. Um, and that's a good thing because there there was so much talent there, and so much um, so many stories that that you know you could nobody would ever have been able to to rescue them all unless yeah. you know someplace like AO3 came through, and the fact that they did was just phenomenal. Um, the the beautiful and dangerous things it's still with with Kira it's still her turn, and. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll be, we'll get to it. It's it's not abandoned. It's not going to be lost. I, I believe you. I don't believe it's abandoned. I, I admit to a selfish interest in it because mm-hmm. I actually started on my own um, Sherlock Sentinel crossover about five months before I, you guys, I first ran across a mention of it on your sites. Mm-hmm. And 
it's now in the third rewrite. So I'm listening, enjoying listening to you guys and making sure that I don't make the same mistakes that I did before. One thing I would say about the Sentinel is that um, it is so easy to mix it and merge it with practically any fandom. I love I mean, it that. Is like, I am a crossover is... whore. <laughs> well, um, okay then. <laughs> the Sentinel awesome. is the little black dress. Yes, the Sentinel is the little black dress of fandom. Um, Chimera in the the chat room was commenting that she blinked and she missed what we were talking about with the Ao3 rescue. Um, Ao3 is for most of us we know that it is the the currently the major fanfic archive beyond the pit. And Area no Area 52 is its own thing still, Ruane. It's um, 852 Prospect, which had been the uh, go-to Sentinel um, archive site where pretty much... I would have to say it is the single biggest Sentinel archive site. It, yeah, it is, or it was. Um, they could no longer host. They they couldn't continue doing what they were doing. And rather than let the stories go and disappear, um, they got rescued by AO3. Everything got moved over. And so nothing is I was kind of hoping that that would happen with Hex Files. I'm not sure if it's going to, though. Hex Files is one of the biggest archives for Harry Potter or Harry Draco fiction. And mm-hmm. um, the owner of it announced a couple of months ago that they were going to have to close due to financial yeah. concerns. And um, I'm hoping to see AO3 step in and rescue Hex Files as well. So, but, uh, yeah. I hope so, I too. donated money to um, AO3 after the eighth. The 852 prospect because um, I really appreciated their conservation effort, so to speak. <laughs> yes. You know, and I I donated to AO3. I donated to the Hex Files as well to help them uh, buy a couple more months um, so that way they could if they, they actually get the, the opportunity, um, do an orderly turnover instead of a, oh, my God, let's turn all, all over our servers and pray to, go, pray to the gods that something comes up. Because um, that does nobody any good. And, yeah. Um, Azor saying in the chat room that Hex Files got enough money to keep going. I hope so. Too. But I also hope that yeah. they're preparing to move to AO3 in the event that mm-hmm. that financial is that financial issue comes up again because I would hate to see all that um, loss. Yes. Uh, it's, it's a – that's one of the things with, with posting to the archives that you, I guess you have to be very careful of is they're not permanent. Uh, no matter how much we wish they would be, they're not. Um, and relating it back to the electronic book thing and all um, – that's going to be a fairly permanent posting of, of, you know, I can actually write. Holy Hannah. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, unless something really weird happens, I don't think I'm, ever, I'm going to switch anytime soon um, and, and try and, and 
I don't have any reason to go alone and, and you know, start applying towards the, the big guys over in New York. I don't need that particular thing. And I think if I did, I'd become an alcoholic. One thing I would say, and I don't say this often, and I would never say this um, professionally, um, I deeply regret publishing in print. Ooh, really? Yes. That's it, is a, it is a demoralizing experience. Um, huh. Being bound up in a contract. And you get this money. They give you, okay, here's this book you wrote, and it's great. I love it. Can you write me two more? Let's do a three-book deal. I'm going to send you a check. And they send you a check, and they give you this. And you're like, yeah, I'll take a check, because who wouldn't take a check, right? So you take a check for $20,000, and that's fantastic. That's a new fucking car if you're very economical, right? Um, Yes. But so you get this check, and you cash it. And then you have two deadlines back to back that break your soul. Mm-hmm. And you end up writing a book that you hate. This is my personal experience. My first book, I loved it. My second book was fun. My third book, I wanted to kill somebody. I actually had to go to the doctor and get pills for depression (laughs) because of this book and this deadline that I had no choice but to meet. And because I was bound up in this contract and I'd already taken their money, it was like I was being held hostage because I knew if I didn't deliver this book, I was going to get sued. Yeah, that's a lot of stress. Uh-huh. And it was just it was it was I'm not built for that kind of stress. I'm I'm not built no. to write under that kind of pressure and I deeply regret publishing professionally that way. I would much rather write yeah. it than sell it, but you can't do that in the print market. You write on proposal. And the thing is, is okay, say you do a proposal and it looks fine on paper when you're looking at it and it's okay, this is fine. And then you get to writing it and you fucking hate your hero and you're thinking, you know what, this guy should die in a fire. And you think about killing him, but you can't because you've already Yeah, you've already got you, you've you've sold told him the already. editor what they can expect. Uh-huh. And if you deviate from your proposal, you're not Too writing the book they paid for. And you can get sued. Yes, we, we are not all J.R.R. Tolkien, who apparently um, nobody told that man what, the, what he could write. And so, you know, we're not him. Um, well, I don't think he actually tried to uh, publish. It was his son or grandson that took his work and published it. I, I agree, I think. Yeah, um, but no... Here, you know, now I don't write on contract anymore. I Mm -hmm. write the books I want to write. Then I write a proposal based on the book that I wrote. And then I send that proposal off to my agent with three chapters, pretending that I actually haven't written the whole book. I do this. (laughs) Right? And then she sells it or not, whatever. And if she sells it, I, we, we do a contract. They offer me more books. I say no. 
one contract mm-hmm. at a time, and you can have a first look. That's what I'm going to agree to because they're not going to, mm-mm, no. You're not going to put me in an early grade <laughs> because I got an ulcer from that first contract. Yeah, let's let's pass uh, on that. <laughs> yeah, and That's- so do it that way. And I uh, get the contract and I sign it. And they give me six to eight months to write the book that I've already written. And about five months into the contract, I send the book off. So they think I'm amazing. Oh, she writes under a deadline. It's great. The product is wonderful. It should be because I've been editing it for a year and a half. They don't know that. (laughs) My editors think I am Amazing. They have no idea. I'm currently sitting on four um, completed novels that I'm half-assing the third draft on. (laughs) And after I finish that, I'll I'll prep them all and send them off to my agent one you know one quarter at a time. (laughs) Works for me. So I have next year's books already um, written and prepped. Because they're not going to do that to me again. They're not going to make me so sick I throw up blood, because they did. And it wasn't their fault. They had expectations that I couldn't meet, and I thought that I could. I had no idea I couldn't. It's a learning experience, and this this whole process with me and doing this book has been a very large learning experience. Um to make sure that uh, everything comes out right, because um, I had to. I'm not. I don't have any training on on how to use, uh, you know, Word, uh, Microsoft Word or any of the word processing programs that are on my computer. Um, I learn by opening it up and typing. And what does this button do? And holy shit, did I save that? Um, <laughs> and sometimes what comes out the other end goes, the hell did I hit? Um, so I, I looked at my style guide that I had and how everything had to look and what was on there, and I opened up my my um, my completed manuscript that I had done to my taste with the font that I liked, and how it was written, and how I'd learned how to do things because of fan fiction, and I went, fuck. Yeah. And it's then a big I, one. You can't do double spaces fixing. between paragraphs with professional work. You have to use your tab indent. You can't actually use tabs. You have to use no. the paragraph formatting indent. Um, just set, yeah. your, set your dead document up that way from the start, and don't deviate because it will save you time. Just saying. And my my hair is a lot better off when I'm not trying to rip it up by the roots because I can't figure out what the fuck I just hit and and back doesn't work and oh my god do I have an unsaved co- uh, a saved copy that is not screwed with I think I did that like four times trying to figure out what the hell was I doing um, <laughs> <laughs> what is this paragraph making gizmo yeah. exactly Chris exactly yes. Mm. yes. And so, you know, that that was one of the, the good and wonderful things of, and the reasons why um, my bottle of wine um, 
was was well and truly empty by the time I got to you know the the um, the, the point where I was going to hit you know send, and so. I mean, I, I sat there and I assembled everything. I had the style. I have two monitors, guys. Um, so I had open on one monitor the style guide. I had open on the other monitor, you know, the, the actual story, and I was going down point by point by point. Okay, I've done all of these things. It looks okay. I can save this and put it to the side. Yes, Chris, two monitors. The, the, the person who you really should be interested in is the person with three, and I believe that's Kira. Shut up. Shut up. I need a command center. Um, I found that one command center years ago, and if I remember right, you could have about a half dozen monitors. And I looked at it, and my husband told me I can't have that. <laughs> well, here's the difference between me and Lady Holder. When I want something and my husband tells me no, I go get it anyway because he's not the fucking boss of me. That's why I got three monitors oh. now. Well, but that's also why I've got a 40 TV. True enough. Uh-huh. I don't have that problem because if he doesn't do what I want, I'll call him the fucking Geek Squad, and that will shame him. So he will do uh-huh. what I want. <laughs> yeah. Just saying. Um, I don't really have the room on my desk anyhow for a third monitor, no matter how much I might want it. Um, and, well, honestly, at this point, I'm, I'm contemplating that whatever I, I earn from this particular book is going to lead to a new desktop that I will probably end up hugging and, and petting and calling George just because my current one is starting to wheeze at times. But um, I hate Windows 8. Let's put that out there for you. Okay. I love it and I hate it. I, I, I like the usability, but it has some issues. But then Windows, mm-hmm. Windows never not had issues. But yeah, I do have three yeah. monitors. I do. I have three 21-inch monitors. Mm-hmm. Yep. And no shame in my game. No shame in my game. I, I don't have more monitors. <laughs> I have a new cell phone. I named it Matilda. Mine's called Atlantis. I mean, that's that's just what I call mine. So that's funny yeah, because I whatever. have a laptop called Atlantis. Um, let's see. I think I have one on my tablet currently. Yeah. Okay. So um, off off the 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 naming of our various um electronic toys, um. Okay, any other, does anybody else have any other questions? Because it's, you know, we're, we're wandering further afield here. <laughs> I have a question related to what you were talking about with the uh, publishing thing, Kara. Um, I've okay. read that um, they strongly recommend people trying to break into print have, like, two or three books already finished, and then when they write, the proposal or send them in that they mentioned that they already have these other books finished because um, publishers apparently like people who can show that they can keep, they have all of that work already at their command. Do you have any thoughts on that or have you heard that? I have a couple of thoughts on that from several different perspectives. I'm going to say this. Um, I have between 20 and 30 completed novels on my writing server Resume. that no one will ever see. 
Okay. I don't mention them to editors or my agent because she'd want to see them, and they're not publishable. They're not marketable. And here's the thing. When you're a new writer and you give your first effort is going to be your worst effort, So when you send your very first project out and it's not going to be your best work because the more you write, the more you learn, the more mm-hmm. you know about your craft, about yourself, about your abilities. So you have a buying editor who's sitting here with your book and it literally is not going to ever be your best work. And then she's got a letter sitting on top of it telling you, telling her, that you've got four more novels with the same quality. If mm. you're great, she's excited. But if you've got bad habits, she's going to be a little worried that she's going to mm-hmm. get four more novels full of the same bad habits. I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> so what you want to do is to be careful how you word that. You can say, I have this completed novel and another one completed, and I'm working on a third project or something like that. And then when you're more comfortable and you have a good relationship with an editor that develops or with an agent, you can bring out your other material and they can check it out. You know know what I mean? But you don't want to come off the, the train with a suitcase full of books if you're not bringing your A-game. And no new author brings their A-game. I didn't. So, you know, um, just, you know, <clears throat> it's, it's, it's hit and miss. And you can, you know, the thing is, is my first book, I was, I was totally convinced that it was awesome. It wasn't. I'm totally, I'm totally convinced that, that my story is not totally awesome. Um, I'm realistic to, to know that um, when I turned it over to you to be edited, or at least to, to, to give me the, the straight dope as far as does this suck, um, <laughs> I, I knew going in I was going to get honesty, and that's all I wanted. And so um, coming back and, and finding that, it's at least on the side of acceptable, you know, that's just great. That, that is a ego stoke right then and there. Um, the, the experience of doing um, fanfic, I've read the first stuff I, I wrote as fanfic, and that stuff sucked. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I beta for a lot of new authors. It can be painful to look at. <laughs> um, it was painful to reread, and you know, it's it's years after the fact, um, but it's um, there's a lot of there was a lot of improvement that I did, um, and the improvement came back because I didn't stop writing, and going through the whole process from beginning to end to to knowing how to do things to writing new characters, um, figuring out original characters, um, 
you know, who is, who's going to do this, who's going to do that, what do I name these people? All of these things um, I had to learn and, you know, how, how to make people sound like, well, frankly, not sound like Yoda, okay? Um, because that was something that I had to learn. And, again, when you have the cheat sheet of fan fiction, you can, you know how these people sound. You can go and find um, you know, the episodes that, that have, you know, hey, I want to listen to them be this way. And I know in, in you know, this episode, they're um, snarky, sour, you know, um, they're, they're being an asshole, uh, you know, or, or more of an asshole than normal if it's their default setting. You know, all of these things, you can go and find the shortcuts. And so... For mating hunt, which is the the thing that got turned in and now has been per, now, now I'm under contract for, I didn't have that. I had to make it whole cloth, and so I'm hopeful that when I get it back from my editor, that um, I don't have 572 different comments on this thing, um, but I know I'm going to have some. Actually, I know I'm going to have a lot. I'm fine with it because this is what has to happen to, to make something that we're both going to be happy with. So. What and I would say I'm, is that I think that fan fiction writers have a leg up on, um, especially in today's age with electronics and you're publishing online and you're getting feedback and you're being exposed to assholes. Um, mm-hmm. it's a crucible. It's a crucible, and when you come out the other side of it, you've got a very thick skin. Um, you don't take it personally anymore. It's not personal as it nope. used to be, um, and it's easier to separate yourself from your work because you put it out there for thousands upon thousands of people to read, and you don't have that disconnect that I had the first time I published a book. I had, in my lifetime, let very few people read my work, like maybe 10 total. And now suddenly, here's this little ebook, and it's out in the world, and I get my first royalty report. And it wasn't big. It was like 800 copies. And I thought, oh, my God, 800 people I don't know have read my book. And it freaked me out. I freaked the fuck out. I was so upset that 800 people that I did not know had my words, and they they had them. And I, it was, you're right, Chris. She asked me, did I feel naked? It was the most exposure I'd ever had in my life because writing is so personal. Mm-hmm. And that was something to get over that fan fiction writers don't have to worry about because You've already been through that. I mean, I've I've already done the naked can can a couple times with um, right with stuff because um, you know let's see um, the naked can can with um, a, a slow flight of indifference that was that was traumatic. Um, when I got into the Sentinel stuff, when I started doing the challenge stuff, um, you know, and any of those things, it's it's all. You know, you're, you're taking a chance and you're putting yourself out there. And, you know, I've gotten the assholes who have wondered, 
you know, why, why are you doing this? Okay. Um, why, why is this here? Why is that there? And they're assholes. That's just straight up how it is. And so I, I got to the other side of it. Um, and I don't pay much mind anymore. They're, they're not anybody I'm interested in listening to um, because I know that I have a group of people who enjoy my writing, who will um, be very happy with me as I write pretty much anything. And I, it, it's, a nice no, it's nice knowing that there's that... Um, affirmation that the haters aren't going to win because they're just assholes. That's what it is. And so um, I don't pay, paying them no mind just gets me through. And as far as people, um, people having my words, I've known for a while now that there are people who have my stuff downloaded to their Kindle. Um, and they've made their own ebooks. Thank you um, for that. Uh, you know, oh so lovely uh, programs that actually do that. So I'm, I'm used to the feeling that my words are out of my control as soon as I publish them. But I wasn't. Yeah. It's a big step yeah. for a writer to take, and I didn't realize it until I got my first royalty statement how little control I had over my work, and it was. It was, in a way, devastating. I mean, I don't regret that part, publishing at all. But um, it was, wow. And also, because you know, if you're very prolific in fandom, you've um, gotten feedback that hurt your feelings. You've gotten feedback that made you mad. So it really kind of pushes you in your craft. So by the time you get to the place where Lady Holder currently is, where she's, you know, she's kind of dipping her toe into the professional arena with an in the publisher um and even if she never steps outside that and just does ebooks you can make a good li- mm-hmm. you can make a good living that way i mean because print's going out print is going out that, that there's there's really no way around that um eventually print books will be a luxury and um mm-hmm. independent publishers online give you a better deal you get more royalties out of them um, you get more royalties regularly. A lot of them pay monthly instead of quarterly or maybe twice a year. I have a print company that pays me twice a year. Jesus. That's not great. Yeah, I know, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. really fucking frustrating. But it's not their fault because they have to wait to get their money and their royalty reports mm-hmm. from bookstores. So they're getting these reports from book distributors and they come in once a quarter or, you know, twice a year and they have no control over when they get their funds and when these big bookstores like Barnes and Noble and Amazon and Books a Million and, you know, they're doing all these things and, and, and how they do things. So they have to have a process where they're not piecemealing out royalties across the whole year. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense for a big publisher like this to have two paydays a year, mm-hmm. and some pay quarterly. So fanfic's right. Fan, fan, mm, fanfic and fanfic. fandom. I don't know why I wanted to say fuck in the middle of that, but I did. I wanted to say fuck so bad, I almost said it three times. I'm just saying. Fuck wanted out of my mouth. It was sitting there on the tip of my tongue. 
in the way. So fuck, 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 fuck. fuck, fuck. fuck. <laughs> okay. It is a good training ground. It gets you through a lot of places that, as a writer, that you um, have to go through to get there professionally. So when you get to the place like where Lady Holder is, you're more prepared to deal with rejection, editing, with assholes on Amazon, assholes uh-huh. on Goodreads. <laughs> the worst comment I ever got was this asshole man bought one of my erotic romance novels and then complained about the romance in it. Did you fucking look at what you bought? Did you fucking look at it? Because, see, this, this, is, this is, yeah, I could, I could, I could rant about this for about 45 minutes if I was given leeway. But, yeah, dumbness. That's just dumbness. Oh. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm glad I, go ahead. Uh, I see it all the time at work. Nobody actually reads anything anymore. They just assume that uh, they can get their way, and if it doesn't work, they can sue. <laughs> oh, or complain. No. Yeah, or complain with the threat to sue. <laughs> I'm really annoying. I'm wondering yeah. because again, this is you know that that immediate um, immediate feedback that I mean. Just to give you an idea, guys, when I announced that that I had um, the the book coming out, I think it took a grand total of gee um, eight minutes for somebody to comment. <laughs> and <laughs> Ta-da. I mean, but yes, yeah, sometimes yeah. you wait eight months for a professional review. Yes. And you know, I'm, I'm or you won't get one at all, fuckers. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's, it's going to be interesting to see how how feedback is handled with um, with the, the, this new genre or new field I'm going into because I don't know if I'm going to get feedback. Um, I'm hopeful that you know I'm. It's going to sell well. I mean, that would be a nice. Um, uh, it would be a nice Perfect. thing for the company that's that's taking the time to invest in me, you know. So we'll see how things turn out. We shall see. <laughs> um, I don't know. Oh, thank you, Chris. Chris says she'll buy a copy. So <laughs> you know, um, I will definitely be be letting people know, um, you know, what's what's gonna when everything is going to be official. So um, so that way they can see the link and all. And the only thing I have to worry about now is how much crossover I'm going to have. Okay. I don't really think I'm going to, going to um, well, doing this, I can't hide it much. But I'm, try, I'm going to definitely try and make sure that there's no crossover in what I write professionally and what I write for fanfic. So that's it's a good divide to have. It, 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 it keeps you from doing foolish shit. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm more comfortable with um, Atlantis and um, the Sentinel and derivatives thereof 
or fandom that I write in um, than to go wander into other fandoms and start writing in there. Um, so that'll make the, the divide a lot easier. And, you know, I'll, I'll work it from there. So I know there are other, um, other fandom authors out there who are also professionals. And actually, um, there's one who uses this, if I remember it, she uses the same name for both, which just surprises the fuck out of me when I saw it. But well, Zance Walter has a couple of um, professional novels out, mm-hmm. right? Um, Astalot so. is a professional writer. Mm-hmm. The Shocking yeah, Writer Astalot, are... she's professional. Yeah. Um, yeah. Those two. I've heard that a lot of publishers of don't actually like their uh, authors should be writing fanfic, though, and they penalize them if they do. Well, I don't know how they could penalize them by not publishing them. I mean, what? Yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing in any clause Mostly, or any clause that I've got um, that tells me I can't do whatever the hell I want with my. I mean, I can write fan fiction on my own shit if I wanted to. I know but a couple of authors in my area who, mm-hmm. um, when their uh, publisher found out they wrote fanfic, they were told they had to take it down. I would tell oh, a publisher to kiss my no. ass. <laughs> they don't have the right. One to of that. them did. He lost the contract, but he went with someone else. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, you can lose a contract, but whatever. The thing is, is that I don't even know why that would be an issue because a really popular, and this is going to sound mercenary and whatever, but a really popular fan fiction writer has a built-in audience, and that's built-in uh-huh. money. So any publisher yeah. that would actually have a problem with that is a dumbass, and you don't want to publish with them to begin with. I'm just saying. Uh-huh. You know, if you think about it, um, I, I know it's it's not exactly something we all like to think about, but, you know, that, that one um, uh, story that we all are agreed on that we're not going to read, um, <laughs> that was that was fanfic. That was, that was, it went from there because somebody, somebody took a chance, and lo and behold, the chance actually paid off. Well, she self-published first in fan fiction, then she self-published on Amazon and made quite quite a lot of money on her own, and then she got published by a publisher professionally. Um, The only problem being, of course, is that the publisher didn't actually edit her, and you can see that. You can see it if you actually look at the book. She was not edited, and that's horrific, by the way. That is absolutely horrific. I read that they bought the contract from the self-publisher no. or something like that. No, no. She was self-publishing herself. She published them on Amazon. We're discussing Fifty Shades of Grey. I'll put that out there. She went to Amazon's self-publishing module, put her books up herself. She wasn't self-publishing them through some company. This was just herself doing this. She got offered a contract by a New York house and a great deal of money, and she accepted, and then she optioned the film rights. And good for her. She made money hand over fist. Good for her. Congratulations, Um, indeed. But when she self-published, she didn't have an editor. And she admitted that. When she signed a contract with that new publisher, they took her work as it was and put it in print. 
Not a bright move on that mm. part. Mm. Yeah, yeah I, I haven't been exactly quiet when, when gushing over that particular uh, thing at work. Um, and there's people who are all sorts of, of thrilled about the movie, and, I'll, and I just cringe. And everybody knows I read, so their, their reaction was, well, haven't you read this? It's so good. And I'm like, no, it's, it's so not. not. <laughs> it really isn't. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. So um, let's not go there because you've got that rule about not trashing authors, and we've just yeah, basically... I do have that rule. Yeah, 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 I have that rule. I don't do author bashing or story bashing. I've never read Fifty Shades of Grey. I never will. So I couldn't even actually bash it with any intelligence. Yeah. Although I've so... heard rumors, I've heard things, but no, we're right. That we have to move off. Yes. But yeah. She didn't. Um, she didn't self-publish through some company. She she just did it herself. So they didn't buy the rights from some company. They bought them from her. Okay. Um, and it's no fault of hers that they didn't edit her. They should have. Mm-hmm. I think that when you sign with the publisher, your publisher has a duty to help you present the best work you can present to the public. And they violated that covenant with her. And maybe that was her choice. Maybe that maybe she had it in the contract. You can't edit this. I want this to do on the, just the way it is. And if that's the case, <clears throat> more power to her for getting the action. I'm sorry, but more power to her if she actually got the, the publishing house to bow down to that. Really? Because, because she made millions before she signed yeah. the contract. So she so she could have said anything she wanted to because they just wanted her money. But yeah. and we're moving on. <laughs> and we're walking and we're walking and we're walking, walking and we're walking. <laughs> so, do we have any other questions or concerns from anybody? Not really from here. Anything in the chat room? <laughs> Let's see if we have any um, other callers. Oh. Oh, I know who's on the phone. I'm going to make her talk. Oh, there she is. Okay. I'm going to put you back on hold so you can listen. And That's thank fine. you for calling. Well, thanks for having me. And congratulations again, Lady Holdy. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. I'm going to make you talk. You're evil. <laughs> <laughs> this is not news. It's part of why we love her. And Lady Holder, congratulations. That's like the best thing I've heard in ages. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Chris in chat, by the way, comments that how filthy can you be in an ebook, and how much sex can you write? It depends on the publisher. Um, there's some pretty filthy stuff out there. Right, yes, there, there are. Is. I mean, there are some companies that have no problems publishing incest or rape porn. Dick. or um, And then there are some publishers that have this big giant list of things you cannot do. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which is great. The, the one, you know, there's the, actually publishers that have no problems publishing bestiality. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if you want to write something horrific, there's a publisher out there for you. I'm just saying. 
the hell am I fine? I'm sorry, there's, I, I just got, Facebook is very wrong, and, and I'm sharing the reason <laughs> why, and, and um, yeah, things that people find and share, and I'm just finishing off by sharing some more. Um, the, the, the publishing house that I got lucky enough to get contracted by, um, they've got a list of things that they will not accept. Incest is one of them. Um, rape is one of them. Bestiality, if I remember right, I think is one of them. So, you know, actually writing what I did, um, I was perfectly fine. I, I very easily avoided all those particular pitfalls. I don't write them I anyhow. I got told once I couldn't have rimming in my story. What? Yeah. I've got rimming. I've got rimming. Yeah, it, 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 it was, was a hat story. It was a hat story. I got told I couldn't have rimming. I'm like, okay, I'll check it out. Because, like I said, when you sign a contract, it's your obligation to provide the product that your publisher wants to publish. And if they tell you going into it, okay, we really like your story, but we need you to change this, this, and this, and we'll offer you a contract, you have an option of saying yes or no. And if you say yes, then you need to man up, woman up, minion up, whatever you got to do, and do what you said you will do. And if that includes mm-hmm. taking out the hot vampire sex or whatever, you do it. Uh, Rowane asks, how do they justify werewolf sex if they're against bestiality? Well, for one thing... Because werewolves and romance aren't considered... They're considered human. Um, Now, some publishers do have rules about that. Like, you can't... Like, if your werewolf isn't like a four-legged werewolf when they wolf out, if they're like a two-legged werewolf, they're not allowed to fuck while they're shifted. Because that would be considered bestiality. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I once had a friend who wrote a story about a vampire, and he turned his his lover during sex. And you know, traditionally, when a vampire turns somebody, they kill them. Oh, snuff sex. That was bad. And um, I told her, I said, you realize you just wrote snuff here, right? And she went, (laughs) what? No, I didn't. I said... Snuff is when you kill somebody during sex. Your hero killed your heroine while he was fucking her. That's snuff. And she went, oh, my <laughs> God, it is. And she didn't realize she'd done it, you know? Uh-huh. Because that's how vampires turn people in fiction. And she just, yeah, she wrote snuff. Now, she fixed it. Obviously, but you know, uh-huh. she wrote enough. Um, yeah. The, the <laughs> just shocked you both quiet. <laughs> I, well, I, I, know. Think, I think I could well, have I, made the same mistake, and I think that I would have had if somebody pointed out to me, I'd have gone, "Oh my God, I did. That would have been awful." Right? But I don't know. Yeah. That, I don't know that that would have immediately occurred to me. Um, because, you know, we, we eroticize the vampire biting and turning process anyway. So it seems so like the the next 
next step is to do turning actually during sex. And, yeah, I wouldn't have made that immediate connection, but then once it would have been pointed out to me, I'd have kind of had the same reaction and gone, holy shit. Yeah, she freaked yeah, the fuck out. That, that's no lie. She freaked out, I have to say, because um, that was not her intention at all, and that's what she did by accident, and she was really upset that she had done it. Um and, yeah, most publishers will not publish snuff. Most. Um, the ones who will are also the ones who will publish bestiality and incest and yeah. borderline pedophilia. And by borderline yeah. pedophilia, I mean, like, daddy fantasies. The, the okay. extreme stuff, not not BDSM sub stuff, but I'm talking, like, Picking up a girl who looks 15 and pretending she's nine. That kind of thing. Now, the reason these publishers don't want this stuff, um, number one, pedophilia is illegal. So that's that's an obvious one. Number two, Mm -hmm. uh, bestiality is illegal in most states. And Amazon won't willingly sell it. Barnes & Noble won't willingly sell it. Kobo won't willingly sell bestiality, um, rape porn, uh, snuff. And you can sneak it under the radar, but if they catch you, they'll cancel your whole account. And for a small house, so that's big money. Yep. So a lot of times they have rules for content and cover art that might feel arbitrary, but they're actually based on what they can distribute. Uh-huh. The, the story that I wrote, um, it's, to be honest, it's, um, and I don't think you can tell. Oh, yeah, it, it's, I did put it in there. It's got two werewolves. And there's some things in there that... Um, I had to get I had to make sure they were okay. This this is part of the reason why I've been told I was very filthy. Um and it's something that I hadn't seen with any of the other stuff that I read just to to um what is going on in this particular subset of, of the publishing world. Um I'm a lot more graphic and I'm a lot more this is normal life um, type thing with the whole process than I think some of the other, some other authors who are coming into this brand new probably would be. And, you know, thank you fanfic for teaching me how to write a, a good sex scene that actually will be entertaining and how to fit a actual plot around the sex. So that way it's not like hot sex, boring, 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 hot sex. Boring, boring, boring. Really hot sex. I'm bored. <laughs> you want to answer, Chris? She's in chat. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I'm not at the screen right now. You, you'll have to read it to me. Chris asked, Needy Holder, is there nodding sick? Um, Which yes. A, yes. Nodding happens. Yes, there is. Um, 
it uh, depends on the publisher. Some publishers don't allow it. Some do. I think most do, as long as the hero isn't shifting into a werewolf at the time. If the nodding is separate and not like he's fucking her as a wolf or a were tiger or <laughs> whatever he might be turning into. As long as he's not fur bearing while he's fucking her, nodding is perfectly okay. And yes, there's nodding in mine. <laughs> I have I think I have two two instances of nodding. Yeah, I have two instances of nodding. And so No. Uh, Chimera asked if there's doggy style, and if I remember correctly, no. <laughs> Are you kidding? Because there was some gay sex in there. Oh no, I know there was gay sex, but I don't think he was. I don't think he was doggy style. But, um, but wasn't there that one scene where they were both? That might qualify. Or was that even more like a sandwich? You can't like see me, but I just totally made the hand symbol of a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> just saying, just put, just putting that out there. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, as as Ro, uh, Rowan commented, naughty nodding, and and it's, uh, it's that's that's hard to say. Um, it's it's um, there is very definitely nodding in this. There's very definitely the the whole um, very full. Of everything, it was a good time writing it. Although, yeah, there, that's one of the reasons why I was starting to count limbs and dicks. So I, ha- where's the? Dick? <laughs> I thought I, I think I lost. Where, where did I put that dick? There are too many cocks in the scene. No, in this case, I lost the dick. I'm sitting there going, wait a second, this is a guy. Where the fuck is his dick? She castrated her hero by accident. It happens. Well. It, it's it's a case of that, and it's also, frankly, you know, you're sitting there and you're trying to figure, you know, you've, you've got, you know, the, the person who is, you know, um, getting, to be blunt, getting fucked, who's spread out over whatever, you know, stabilizing platform you're using, and so you've got that person. And then you've got the person who's doing the fucking, and that's fine. I can, I, that one's easy. I know where everything goes with that. When you add another person to the middle of this, I literally started counting limbs going, this limb is too far up. Okay, I've got to move this over here and do this, and shit, I'm missing a dick. (laughs) (laughs) That's when you need good friends who will come over and be your visual aids and get in position (laughs) for you so you can make sure everything works properly. I'm missing the dick. There's there's dick missing here. There's there's dick missing. I, I didn't. I don't have friends like that who are within range. So I, I had to. I had to bite the bullet, and Google was my friend. And threesomes, you know, were, were you know Googled, and I watched porn. I my life was so definitely, <laughs> you know, hard that, that week. It was and, just research. You know, oh yes, definitely research. Just research. Yeah. Yes, this is one of the reasons why I'm quite glad that hubby was out of the house for that. Because his reaction to coming by and seeing certain things on my monitors is to scream, clap his hands over his eyes and go, I see nothing, I see nothing. It's just as bad as CP. I don't even want to tell you what I said to my husband when he, when he, when he does shit like that. 
it's not appropriate for general audiences. <laughs> of course, nothing on my radio show is. So, okay. No, no, it really isn't. Um, and nobody got their dick kneeled on either, Chris. Um, but how? You know, it, it, ooh, yeah, I know. <laughs> Please, Julie's theoretical like dick that. just twinged. Julie's theoretical yes. dick just went oh. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. So you know, my my whole. I, I actually, what it ended up being the problem was I basically had disconnected somebody's arm, and so their body was doing one thing, their their hand was doing another, and there was a very large gap. They would have had, had orangutan arms to be able to do this. And since he's not aware of orangutan, there was no way. So, yeah, it had to be redone. Um, That's hilarious. Long, long hair is indeed a bitch. It's It's... You know, how, where does the hair go when you have when when all three of your characters have long hair, and you know you, you're you're having a good time? Just you know, it gets happens. in the way. Yeah. It gets in the way. Yes. That's, you know, that's real life. <laughs> yes, this is you know braids are a wonderful thing or short hair. You know, um, hell, one of my characters has a beard. You know, there's there's you know beard burn. That's something that you know. It, it shows up because, you know, uh, I don't know about anybody else, but having had a lover with a beard, um, certain skin doesn't react well to being abused by that. feels great. but At the time, yeah. but later on, you're like wishing you didn't yes. have to sit down anywhere. I'm just saying. Yes, <laughs> I'm just putting that out there. Or wearing shoes the next day. No, that's, that's, a, that's a good truth. That's a that's a universal truth right there. It's fantastic at the time, but you will pay for that later. That's like taking a really big oh, yes. dick. It's great at the time. Uh huh. Two hours later, when you have to sit yes. down to pee, you might come to regret it a little bit. I mean, just a little bit. Not not to Maybe actually not you know never have it again because you'll want it again, and even if it <laughs> yeah, but even then. But you might be willing to let yourself get dehydrated ahead of time to avoid getting you know, unpleasant <laughs> <first>. after effects. <laughs> Like you're going, I know who I'm seeing. Like, oh, I'm going to cut shit. back on the liquids, and I'm going to pee first. Yes. Oh, uh, holy shit, dude! Hold on, let me go. Let me go. I'll be right back. <laughs> you stay right yeah. there. I'll, I'll be thought. right back. <laughs> oh. Yes. You know, um, and you know, the, the worst part for me with the beard burn is I was in the service, so I had to wear a uniform, and you know, they're they're not exactly known for being soft and sweet and wonderful. So, oh, you know, God. it was an, interest, it was an interesting day. On your behalf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm very happy with clean-shaven men, although beard burn is fun. Um, you can get some pretty bad beard burn from just stubble. So unless uh-huh. unless unless you're making your partner shave, you know, before every intimate encounter, it's pretty hard to avoid. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Well... To be truthful, one of the guys who I modeled um, my main character, that the, the um, alpha male off of, has a beard. And it's a very well-taken-care-of beard. It looks to be at the stage of, sh- of soft, but will have some beard burn to it. Um, and it's, it's um, his male partner, who happens to be the other werewolf, he heals 
lucky bastard. And so that's, he's all fine with that. You know, not a problem. You want a beard? Sure, go for it. The female character, well, she has beard burn, and there's also the, um, when you have nodding sick, you know, muscles get strained, and you're going to feel it in the morning. Sit and, down you know, a problem. Hey, you know, you do what you can with what you got and enjoy the hell out of all of it. <laughs> um, you do what and, you got yeah, and, do. and donut pillows are so not sexy. <laughs> no, they're not. That's you hilarious. Know, and Chimera on, on chat goes, I love facial hair, but not Grizzly Adams' face. He doesn't have Grizzly Adams. <laughs> That's oh, a terrible dear image. God. There's a thought. No. Um, even my even my husband, when he has a, a beard, doesn't go Grizzly Adams. I, I think I'd have slapped the mirror on before that stage. For real, right? <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Fun question. How many people here actually remember who Grizzly Adams is? I do. I do. There was a show on TV about a mountain man, right? Yes. Yeah, with with a bear. Yeah. <laughs> yes. There was a grizzly, grizzly bear yeah. too. Yeah, and it was from from, from Wayne. Um, now I'm now I'm wondering if there's Grizzly Adams fan fiction. I don't know if I want to know. Oh, oh God, don't go there. Love of God. <laughs> you know. Well. I, I. Yeah. So. Um, Oh God! And they're someone's googling it. <laughs> That's me. Someone has to know. Sometimes it's better Holy not fuck. knowing. Um, oh, apparently there is. Yes. Oh, oh, and it's on the pit. It's on the pit. Oh, I'm, who I'm wants to bet that it's? Who wants to bet that it's bare? It's totally going to be bear thick. And by that, I mean, oh, like, you know, the as gay long as bear, it's not with but... his bear thick. It's... <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the problem is, guys, they combined it with Twilight. Ew. <laughs> no bashing. We have to stop. <laughs> that's that's not de- bashing. That's really an quick. visceral reaction to something. That's going to de-evolve really quickly into something inappropriate. <laughs> Um, I think that's, I, I, yeah, whatever. I'm not touching that. <laughs> I'm going oh. to. Send me a link. Sam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, should I stick that, this thing up in chat? I'm not at my computer, so I can resist the temptation of looking at whatever it is she's going to put up. Yeah. Okay. It says it's Grizz- it says it's got Grizzly Adams in it. I don't know if it's actually got Grizzly Adams, but we'll see. Um. Yeah. No, I don't think it is. But yeah. Oh, speaking of, there's something you mentioned earlier, Kira. I forgot that I was gonna um, I was gonna send you a, a note about it, but I'll just tell you now. Um, regarding the hex files and HP fandom. Mm-hmm. Um, the lady who runs those archives wanted to bring them over to AO3, but I guess the ver- version of EFIC that she has does not is not compatible with AO3. So I guess oh, all the sucks. links 
All the links to the story ha- stories have to be entered manually, and she says there's like 11,000 of them, uh, which for her, I, the reason she wants to get out of doing it is not because she can't get donations. I think she's got, uh, I think she said she's got either Parkinson's or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she doesn't want to do, keep doing it because it's just too much of a drain on her, but the links have to be entered manually. Um, and I've frequently thought about trying to get like a pool of volunteers to go and say, look, you know, we'll split it up over like 20 people and get those links put in. Um, but I think it's, I think it's worth it, doing. It, yeah, I think it's the only way it's going to happen, though, is if several people go and help her do this manual port of this stuff over. Otherwise, we're going to keep going through this cycle of, you know, it's going to close, people get, you know, worried and upset, and I think she kind of is a little guilted into continuing on when she really doesn't want to mm-hmm. keep running it. But, yeah, yeah it I can't be. The auto, automatically porting over to AO3 can't happen. So we can't well, update the version of software that she's using and then do the port? I don't know. I didn't dig into that part of it with her. Maybe something she doesn't have the resources or the expertise to do, but she might be able to get a volunteer that can do that part of it. Yeah, because if we could build a version of that software that uses, that, that AO3 is compatible with, we could, if we could port her old content into that and then create a port file that, we can use it on AO3. Yeah, Robin Jones yeah. on chat states that she had a stroke and some people did volunteer to help do it. So um, it may it may be taken care of, you know. Um, who knows? There's hopefully we have time to get it done. So um, we've got only a couple minutes left by my clock. Okay. Um, I have fun announcing this. Um, I've been edging towards announcing, you know, that that I got that that book under contract for a while. And for those people who, um, you know, guessed and and didn't say anything, thank you. For everybody else who who said thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, And I had fun. So thank you, Kira, for letting me play in your, your sandbox. (laughs) <laughs> well, I am really super, super happy and proud. I'm like a parent. I'm a, I'm a very proud parent. Although I think you're older than me, so that's, that's not gonna work out. Um, I'm, but yeah, you know, it's it's, it's super months. exciting to kind of um, drag somebody else into my world and make them suffer the way I do. Oh, I didn't mean that. We're down to 90 yeah. seconds. I want to thank everybody for um, coming and playing tonight, and um, I need to go in and update the description on all this crap. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how this goes. It's going to be an interesting thing to see how everything hashes out. Um, and, yeah, over the next um, couple months, as we get everything you know, finished, I'll keep everybody up to date as to what's happening. Because you've got, you've got a bunch of people waiting to buy that book, Lady Holder, so as soon as it's available, you tell us, and I'm going to be the first person in I line will, to buy I will, it. I will. I will. Boom. Thank you. you guys have an excellent evening, and thank you guys for being here. All right. Night, all. Night, everyone. Shut up and sit down.
7 billion humans on Earth can't all like the same drink. That's why Circle K has Polar Pop and Froster. Pick your flavors and make that 1 in 7 billion mix just right for you. Polar Pop and Froster, just 79 cents each at Circle K. Limited time only at participating locations.